When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Josh Whittacombe. Josh, Peter Hinton, and Rob, Rob Beckett. 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 Good one. I like it. Who, who was that, Josh? That was, so that is an email from Hannah Kittle, and that is her youngest twin, Florence, and Darcy is the older twin. And um, can you hear the hammering, Michael? Um, yeah, what's that bag? Is that bag? I thought that was on her clip. Is that in your house? Yeah, in I'm your big, to get him to medium stop. elite house. I'm going to have to get him to stop. Wait, wait, I'm back in a sec. <laughs> okay, it's gonna. This is going to show how big your house is now. How long it takes you to come back? He's gone. <laughs> you can hear just like rattling down a big, <laughs> a big ballroom. This is an awkward chat for Josh now. He's had to go and and Josh doesn't like talking to the bigger boys at the best of times, listeners. He's had to go in there and confront. A big, strong builder man, and he's only little, Josh, four foot seven, and he's gone in there on his own to sort him out. How was that, Josh? Are you back yet? He's just getting down, just pulling his. Uh, okay. Getting run. He stopped. How was that? How was that, Josh? It's an awkward chat, isn't it? Talking to the builder. Well, yeah, but it's fine because there's so much other shit that's wrong with this house that he's got other, <laughs> other things he can move on to for two hours. <laughs> But that is all about. It's such a go. Oh, excuse me. Do you, can you stop making noise by making something? I've got to go and talk, do a bit of light-hearted banter to distract people from their awful children for an hour. So do you mind keeping it down, mate? He's he's slightly worried because he's just taken the frame off the window that's rotting. All right. So obviously we're having a break now. He's having a break so that I can record a parenting podcast. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't clear on that with him. I was kind of. Oh, you wait till he gets on the WhatsApp chat of all his mates. Down on the other side. <laughs> anyway, he stops banging and the window's open. So Yeah, um, and so if it rains in the next hour, I'm just... If you hear me go very quiet on this, it's because I've seen it started raining out the window. Uh, how are you, Josh? You all right? You had a bit of a stressful week last week. Has, has this week been better? It's totally. So this is the weirdest thing. So obviously, I'm not sure whether she heard the recording or whatever. But um, <laughs> I, So we record these both, the Tuesday and the Friday, together, right? So it was Monday morning. I... Basically, it had a meltdown and listed all the time she said no to me. She then went for a nap and woke up, and it was like she was a different child. It just completely changed. And she's been absolutely amazing all week. This is a formal apology to her, but she, <laughs> but 
Genuinely. Wow. She just slept Maybe it off. Maybe was asleep. Needed to sleep. Yeah, she was just knackered. But she's kind of more or less dropped her nap now. It's come to that. Oh, has she? Oh, it's a big moment. Yeah. The first dropping of a nap is an absolute killer. So you was getting 90 minutes, wasn't you, midday? Yeah. And now That's gone. she's just up. It's gone. We tried. We did it yesterday. We did the nap and then she couldn't get to sleep in the evening. And we were like, oh. that's it. But I would say don't be too hasty because it's been hot last week. That will affect them getting to sleep in the evening oh, okay. as well as not being tired enough. So just just bear right. that in mind. Well, fingers just crossed. Just keep options open for a bit. Yeah. yeah? Don't, don't cut that nap off yet. Well, I, we needed it yesterday. We needed it yesterday. But it's fine. It's fine. I've made my peace with it. You know, as long as I just keep putting in enough work during the middle of the day, I'll get my break that way. That's the way I do it. Just keep yeah, booking just keep, podcasts. So we're going to seven episodes a week now <laughs> of this show. Um, I did have a bit of a parenting mishap. So um, I've recorded, uh, I recorded this uh, live for you. Here it is. Just had a complete parenting nightmare. Um, well, almost. Um, so my wife has uh, gone for a uh, socially distanced dinner and drink in the garden of our friend James. And uh, it's just kind of about a mile away. It's currently midnight. She texts me and she says she's walking back. And I think, you can't walk back on your own. So I text her, I go, it's fine, I'll come and meet you. I'll walk and get you. And I'm literally getting my clothes on, like putting my shoes on and stuff. And she texts me and she goes, you, you can't leave our daughter. You'd have just left her in the house on her own. I'd completely fucking forgotten. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, Home Alone 5, would that have been? <laughs> but it was so... Do you know what? I've got a lot more respect for David Cameron after that. Because when he left his kid in the pub, I thought it was impossible. Yeah. But I just, I just wasn't thinking. Yeah. Because there's a stage where they do just go to sleep so deeply, they're just quiet. You just, you just have that moment of peace and you think, oh, I've got nothing else, I could just go. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, but I'm sure it does, but people don't, you know, offer that. You don't say, oh, what did you do last week? Oh, I left my kid indoors and I went for a walk. <laughs> yeah. No one's admitting to that, even though it, it can happen. There's every chance, Rob, that that's what I did, but I've changed the story slightly so that it uh, made me sound better. But um, well, I mean, I'm sure if anyone anyone else has had one of those moments where they forgot they were a parent for a moment, let us say, not like, I don't, you know, Shannon Matthews' mum getting in touch, that's different. <laughs> I mean, like, if you sort of went to go out or did get in the car and thought, oh, no, my kid, and stuff like that. I've, I've done that before, though, where I've like, the one I forget sometimes to strap him in the car seat, and then uh, you're, you're halfway down the road and oh. like... Dad, what? My seatbelt's not done. You're like, don't move! And then you're trying to pull over immediately. <laughs> oh, God. Bought, we bought a car this week as well, actually. Ooh, to... Oh, big week for the Whittacombs. Big week for the Whittacombs, What yeah. did you go for? A, a BMW X1, second hand. Ooh, second hand. Put that in there, man of the yeah, people. Just, just to be clear, just to be clear, with the money I'm spunking on this fucking builder, I can't afford a new car. <laughs> Second hand X one. Oh, that's a good one. They're reliable BMWs. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything either. I don't know. I know so no. little about cars. The whole experience has been absolutely so difficult for me. When you're on the phone and they're asking you what you're looking for in a car, and you're thinking, colour can't be the first thing I see. <laughs> <laughs> what what colour did you get? Black. I just wanted a black. Simple, black or blue, like nothing or like... Sil- or grey, silver, that's all. You yeah. don't want like a, a, a purple one with eyelashes on the headlights or something <laughs> like that. I basically don't want people to think that I'm a footballer. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the kind I don't, of... Josh, I'll stop you now. I don't think anyone ever will. 
one of the 66 boys. <laughs> if you stood next to Pogba and Ronaldo, I don't think anyone would be confused which one was the footballers. Well, even if I had a white car? Yeah, even in a white Range Rover, I think they'd know. Um, that's a good family car, Josh. X. I mean, I'm having a bit of a car issue. Basically, because now we do... I never really used... We had an old Micra that's 15 mm. years old, and then we've got a Nissan Qashqai that's a bit newer. It's about five or six years old. And that's the family car. And then the Micra's basically the one we used to have when um, Lou w- w- like was a teacher and driving to and from school and stuff. But I've had to drive more because, you know, there's not you can't go on public transport and stuff. So I've been using this... 15-year-old micro, and it is literally falling apart. The air con... I played golf last week on the hottest day of the year, right? Yeah. Didn't get hot at all, didn't burn. I got stuck in a traffic jam as the sun <laughs> was coming down in my face, it, like, even at the front, the side of my head. So I looked like I was at Harvey Dent. Like, you know, half my face was just, like, <laughs> mutilated from the sun. And I had no air con, and, it, and I got burnt in a traffic jam. And I was oh. like, I've got to get another little car because we, we need two cars now, especially with the girls, like when yeah. they start going like football or gymnastics and going off places and me, I need it for work as well. So I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the market for a new car as well, Josh, but I, I, an X1 well, if this goes badly, if this goes badly, I'll sell you on the X1. Well, this, this is, you're not going to believe it. Can you hear that? Yeah. What's he doing now? What is he doing now? Is that, it sounds like that Rolf Harris wobble ball thing. <laughs> It's his lunch break. He practices his wobble board at lunch break. <laughs> what? He's sawing something. He's sawing something. Tell him to go, go for a walk. Have some but lunch. surely he realises that that room is above the room that was causing the problems in the first place. <laughs> How big is this piece of wood? <laughs> he's, he's, hang on. He's, I think he's got, he's, got, he's got to turn your house into a detached house. I think he's cutting straight through the wall all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> it will have value. He's done I it. I think he's no. <laughs> he got to do again. I mean, I've got to go up. How big that wood? Right. I was. I was hoping that was going to be the end of it. It's not, Josh. He'll do something else. Okay. Wait. Unless there. he's doing polyfiller. Get him to do polyfiller. Yeah. Could he not do like a bit of sweeping or something? Like <laughs> sweet. That'd be loud. The amount of wood he's just cut. Wait, I'm going to just let him get to the end of this piece of wood. And if then he reason- think that's not how it works, Josh? Let him get to the end of this piece of wood. There'll, there'll be more wood. Right, back in a minute. Off you Phil, go. Phil, Rob, for a minute. I'll Phil. Feel. I'll feel. Um, he's going to stop any as soon as Josh goes. Um, well, I'll feel now. What should we talk about? Let's talk about golf. Can someone please send me some free golf? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do that. I don't want to be one of those guys. Um, but I am looking at an electric car, which is what I'm going to tell Josh about in a minute, um, because I don't want to pay congestion charge to get into London. Oh, my God. I've I've become a boring old man. You're not going to believe this. What's he doing? When I, when I went in the room, I made him jump. He was so surprised to see me. He jumped out of his skin. <laughs> You're quite a looming presence, though, Josh, aren't you? <laughs> what did he think? Oh, my God. Is that Alan Shearer? Is that Freddie Lee Is that Deli Alley? <laughs> um... So uh, he's going to do the soaring outside, which is good, which is yeah, a positive. Yeah, fair enough. But um, the problem is the window's open, isn't it? He's just shaking it out. We might hear him, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, Josh. Um, so we will... Oh, well, sorry, I'm, I'm all over the shop, but I'll just fill you in on um, the two... To, to go back to it, the two children's names that we heard. Uh, oh, so yes. The Kittles. The, yeah, the Kittles. Um my husband and I have four uh, beautiful four-year-old twin girls, um, incredibly headstrong, 
uh, inquisitive, lively, and in some mm. instances... Incredibly headstrong is a warning flare for me. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'd argue that friends wouldn't describe them as that. That's a parent <laughs> being kind, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's spin, isn't it? That, that's spin, that's... <laughs> That's the PR machine in overdrive there. Yeah. Incredibly headstrong. Well, see how headstrong this sounds. The youngest twin was left alone in the living room for a short while after preschool. We went through uh, the palaver that it was bedtime routine, sat down to watch a bit of TV, switched on the TV, and it had black lines running down it. She had broken the TV. It was the youngest twin who was using the TV unit as the balancing beam, headbutted the TV and broke it. We wow. purchased a new TV. My husband set it up on Saturday. Our oldest twin... Um, didn't want to be left out. On Monday after preschool, while we were upstairs, I looked around the living room and the new TV screen looked like it's snowing. The oldest twin had broken the TV. Oh my God. We have had to purchase yet another TV, which is going to be installed on a bracket high up so no one can touch it. <laughs> Thank God they didn't have triplets. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just headbutting tellies. That is, that is headstrong. <laughs> you can't get a stronger head than that, can you? Nothing to tell you. Um, so thank you uh, to Hannah and her headstrong twins for that. Um, wow. We've got lots of great emails. Um, we will go through them on our Friday episode. Yes. Um, and I'll update you on my uh, children's sleeping pattern. Um, I'll explain the ins and outs, but the bottom line is there was five days in a row when they went to bed at 9.30pm and woke up at 5.30am, oh. which I would like to call the four worst days of my life. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll fill you in on it. On Friday. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. So our guest this week, Chris Ramsey, comedian, podcaster um, with his wife, Rosie Ramsey. And they've got their book coming out in September called Shagged, Married Annoyed, as, as the same title as their podcast. Available for pre-order now from all good bookshops and the internet. But don't do not do Amazon, maybe. I mean, why am I getting involved in that? But uh, Waterstones. <laughs> I used to work at Waterstones and I am fully behind them still. Yeah, do Waterstones. Yeah, it's fine. They charge £5.50 for a birthday card. But... Um, Buy the books as well. It's absolutely fine. Five five fifty for a cut. And why am I stuck on Waterstone? Sorry, lads. What am I doing here? Chris Ramsey. Here he is. <laughs> Hello, Chris Ramsey. Thanks for coming on the show. How's it going? Oh, over the moon to be here. Thank you so much for having us, lads. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? There's three of you in the house, right? Yes, there's three of us. It's. Uh, I'll be honest with you. At times, it's it's a lot. It is a lot. And I've. Um, <laughs> I've I've really uh, I've made an error because I've somehow made myself the favourite parent. Oh, oh wow, mate! How old's your boy? He's four. Four. Okay. Yeah, he's four. Uh, favourite parent normally great uh, during lockdown. Nah, it's not all it's cracked oh. up to be like. No, yeah, of nah. course. Your trademark likabilities come back to bite you on the arse. <laughs> Oh, and I never thought it would. I never thought it would. Honestly, I might even drop the accent, see if that puts him off. <laughs> yeah, you have to change a whole comedy persona to get some sleep. Chris Ramsey's a moody one-liner comic now. <laughs> a goth. <Yeah. laughs> I do not find, like, having a kid, like, having a, a, a sort of a child that can do a few things for themselves, but not much. Like, he's still, you know, he, he can make himself a juice, but I'd rather... I'd rather make it than clear up his attempt at making juice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Do you not find that you're just like, you're kind of like a waiter in a restaurant, 
but there's not many people in. Like, there's a couple of tables in. <laughs> so it's not rammed. You're not rushed off your feet. But you, yeah. the minute there's a couple of tables in, the minute you think you can sit down, they want something. Like, yeah. that's basically <laughs> the is. best we can describe our site, being a father or a parent of a toddler. Well, I've got, I've got a four-year-old, and I'm Great. at a point now where I'm just like, surely you can make yourself a sandwich, can't you? Like, you sort of yeah. think, like, what point? Four? It's been four years. You must, when do you start doing your own lunch? Why do I do it again? Hey, I've got to hand it to my son, Robin, right? The other day, um, I went upstairs. to. Uh, my wife was getting ready, and we were sitting chatting upstairs, and he was downstairs, and I thought he was just watching TV, sort of settled. And then he came up with a um, chocolate spread sandwich, like a Nutella sandwich, and I yeah. looked at him. And I went, have you just made that? And he went, yeah. I went, really? He went, yeah. And I looked at my wife and I was like, did you make that? She went, no, I went, right. So I went downstairs expecting carnage. Um, He'd got a chopping board out. He'd got the bread out. He'd got a knife out. He'd got the spread and he'd done the whole thing. And the only thing that was left is he hadn't put the bread back in the cupboard. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there is light at the end of this tunnel. This is incredible. Just just a week's detention for leaving the bread out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, 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 can, you can eat 40 chocolate spread sandwiches. I made them eat loads at the same time like when, you, when you catch them smoking. Uh, Chris, are you quite, quite a strict, are you a strict parent? Or because I, I can't imagine you telling, telling him off. Like, because you're so happy-go-lucky and chilled. Oh, like, like, how do you deliver, like, a telling off when you're, you know... I, I don't like doing it. I really don't like doing it. I don't think, I don't think any parent... Lo- I mean, if you sit here and go, I love, love telling my kids off. It's the best part of my day. <laughs> yeah. I, think you've got, I think you've got some problems, like, but... um. They just, I kind of just kind of have stern words. I don't really like shouting. I, but he just doesn't listen. I mean, you've met me. You've you've been in places yeah. with me. Like imagine me, but four. Like he doesn't stay still. He doesn't concentrate. He doesn't listen. So sometimes you've got to go. Hey. So that's me. My favorite one is hey. Oh, yeah, and then you sort of look, and then you go right. Sorry, son, and then you carry on. But we're very much, you know, me and my wife, Rosie's. She's really, really good with them. Like she's much. But I see her doing things, and I go, "Yeah, I should, I should have handled it like that the other day when you know yeah. when I was shouting, yeah. and me and him were both crying. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, uh, what she's got is a lovely little technique where you'll do a little bit of a telling off, and you'll sort of sit there sad, and then it's like, right, shall I have a cuddle now? And then the cuddle comes, and then so I always, uh, I think yeah. I try. I'm quite needy though. I try to move on to the cuddle too early. I'm like, <laughs> put that down, cuddle, <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> I'm still on the timeout step, Dad. I yeah, just want to cuddle immediately. I'm like, come on, please. <laughs> please love just me. Just need to be loved. Yeah. Well, that is the thing. Comedians are needy and do need that attention. They want, you know, to be liked. So, so it's much. hard when yeah. you've got to be the, the bad cop. And, and how's it working in your house? So, like, with looking after the kids, it's been different in lockdown, obviously, because you've not been working. But normally, are you working full time and... Rosie, because I know Rosie does a podcast too, and she's on you know social media and things like that. Yeah. But has she got a, a job as well as that, or is it? No, well, is she more of the childcare. She is, yeah. She's basically been. It's been really strange for Rosie because um, before she started, um, so we kind of got together, and and she didn't really. Um, she was sort of doing singing and doing a bit of presenting and stuff locally, um, and then what happened was when we had Robin. Um, she she just got a job on Capital Northeast, but then she sort of packed in Capital to have him, and then and then went back, and then she felt like she went back too early, so she kind of stopped doing that. And then I basically toured for essentially three years nonstop, and she was yeah. at home with Robin. Ah. Last year we did the podcast. She got really big on Instagram. She starts getting all our yeah, own things. Yeah, the podcast is huge, isn't it? It's one of yeah. the biggest in the country. We, we, we can't believe it. Honestly, we're over the moon. Like it is just me and her talking, just talking out of shit Are in you the doing kitchen. An arena, an arena tour with it. Yeah, we're gonna that's we're gonna when well that's done, allowed man. again. We're 
when we're allowed to go out again, <laughs> um, we'll, break, we'll, break, we'll hopefully be breaking the world record for the biggest live podcast because we're sold out Wembley in like in like a day. Amazing. Wembley wow. Arena. Amazing. But I mean, it's amazing, but it's just hanging but there who's in the gonna balance. going to be your childcare, Chris? You're oh, both working. God. Honestly, right? We've been locked down for so much. When we're going to leave again, I'm honestly not bothered who I leave them with. I might just put them in a bin and just, just honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, you know, normally you go, don't let them stay with the grandparents too long because, you know, they let them get away with murder. And honestly, he's going to, I'm going to take my mum and dad's house. I'm going to drop them off. I'm going to drop off a couple of GCC revision books. Um, he's suit for prom when he goes to prom. When he's 16. <laughs> just go, look, come back. Let us know how you get on in your A-levels. Come back come come back and see your dad yeah. <laughs> but basically it's really been really strange for Rosie because she was essentially in lockdown years ago while she just had a child and I was on yeah. tour and she had no identity and not knowing what to do and last year we did the podcast and she did everything and, and it's it sort of all came crushing back for Rosie because it's now like right you're back at home you've got a toddler and you can't go anywhere so it's kind of all yeah. went back so I've been trying yeah. my hardest to take the lion chair while you know while we've been uh, in lockdown plus I'm essentially unemployed apart from the podcast and she's still got lots of stuff to do on Instagram and things. So she's she's doing a lot of adverts and a lot of things every oh, day. It's switched around now, really. You're, it so is you're the main caregiver. Uh, yeah, uh, it's completely swept, swapped on its head. I, I, I weirdly wrote like the idea for a script about that happening ages ago and, it's, and I couldn't come up with the idea of why it would happen. And I was like, oh, lockdown made it happen. So it's literally <laughs> made her the breadwinner. Yeah. She's literally earning money and I'm not. How do you feel like to be, feel like this is... Because I presumably you kind of never imagined that this would happen. Do you, yeah. Are you loving it or are you missing working? Do you know what? Basically, I've always wanted more time at home and I've always said, right, after this year, at the end of every mm. tour, I'll get drunk in Newcastle Arena or whatever and I'll go, right, I'm having the year off. I want to see my family. And then, you know, my management phone and go, we've got this. And I go, of course. And I go and do whatever the thing is. <laughs> yeah. But I've Five always... Five months of Strictly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was supposed to be a year off. Last year was supposed to be a year off and I was at Strictly and I was away for, yeah, like they, they, they go, oh, you can train at home. You can't train at home. They never let you train at home. <laughs> You've got to go to London every five minutes. Um, but yeah, so it's, I've always wanted time off and I've always wanted more time at home and Christ alive, this is not how I wanted it and it's not how I pictured it. But yeah. I have to, when I, because we all have, let's be honest here, we're all having days where sometimes you just don't want to go out of bed. You're like, what is the point in yeah. this? Mm. Like, I never thought I'd miss soft play. But there's part, of us, <laughs> yeah. there's part of us that's like, oh God, I would give anything to go back there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to look on the bright side of it. And every time if I get down, if I get annoyed, if I get a bit short with Robin, I just try and think, right, look, this isn't going to last forever. You know, we're either going to, you know, the lockdown's easing as we go, touch wood, it's going to keep going, or they're going to find a vaccine. God, everything crossed so that people, you know, can sort of act what normal whatever normal is again yeah. in public and hopefully come to gigs because my thought has been i don't know if you guys have thought this what's gonna happen if the the go ah oh, yeah okay you can go to theaters now it's still around but you can go to theaters i mean we've had tough gigs where half the crowd aren't feeling it i can't imagine what a gig's gonna be like when half of them are fearing for their fucking lives <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jacking, That's a hard game. Half of them are fear for their eyes. You can't hear half of them laughing because they've got fucking masks on. I'd rather... <laughs> I'd rather there was a vaccine, if I'm totally yeah, honest with you. Of course. Imagine that. Do you want to go... Let's go to Wembley Arena to see the podcast or, or you know, and maybe die or just sit at home and listen yeah, to it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know they release it on Friday with no health scares. <laughs> All right, okay, good, yeah. <laughs> 
how how was it they were locked down with Robin? You know, was it all right? Was it fun, or was there any disasters? Or you know, <sighs> you know the main one has been right, and I I, I can't blame him because he hasn't done it on purpose. But sometimes, you know, sometimes when your kid does something and you think, is this a wind up? Have they been sent? I know the whole the whole oldest thing in the world is have they been sent to test you? But sometimes he does things, and I think this is specifically being orchestrated to piss me off, like specifically so. Obviously, lockdown happens. We've got to stay at home. We don't know what we're doing for the foreseeable. He's going to have more screen time. He's four. He's going to watch more telly. He's going to watch more iPads. No word of a lie. The first day of lockdown, we had him on the telly for about, he was watching telly for about 10, 20 minutes. And I stood in front of him and I looked at him and one of his eyes was moving into the middle. He started going cross-eyed the first day. The first (laughs) day. So we literally went, oh, what's that? More screen time. What's that? The opticians are shut. Right, here we go. Time to go oh, cross-eyed. No. It's been, it's because you look at him and he's sitting, his left eye goes into the middle and you look yeah. at him and you go, I feel guilty for you watching this. You're sitting, you're sitting watching Tom and Jerry or whatever. And I'm like, this is bad. This is really, really worrying. And, and, and you know, we've, we've been trying to get him referred to specialists and all kinds, but I just think, I, I just really think he did it on purpose. I just really <laughs> think. Just get really... your head. <laughs> and like, you're just the whole thing. You just, you feel, it's just, Everything is heightened. Everything has been heightened yeah. during the lockdown. And it's, you know, honestly, Rob, just there when you said, what was it like during lockdown? And you sort of mentioned it in the past tense. I nearly cried with, with joy there when you said it. Yeah. And it was like slight past tense. Yeah. Because it is sort of easing now and we can do a bit more things. And, oh, it's just been, it's been really, he's my best mate. And it's lovely to be with him and have so much time with him. But freaking hell, oh, you just wish there was a pause button. Yeah, I just pause. wish I could go, right, pause for one second. Because he started playing on the, the Switch we started playing on, I basically, I walked in the living room one day and he was watching YouTube Kids and he was watching someone play on Mario Odyssey. And I was like, you know, I've got that. I was like, you know, we, we, can, we can play on that. So his mind was blown that he could sit and play on Mario Odyssey with me. Oh, nice. First, yeah, it was great, man. And it's such a lovely, gentle game, but it's also, it's one, it's uh, genuinely, I think, one of the best computer games ever made, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, it's incredible. Switch. It's incredible on all levels, right? And uh, <laughs> I was, it starts off, he just sits and watches you, and you're like, "Well, this is this is a dream." He's just watching us play. <laughs> it's just, like, this is just the greatest thing in the world. This is like going to your mate's house, but they never want a shot. <laughs> and then it's, "Daddy, can I have a turn?" Oh, no. And then I've just got to sit biting my lip while he's just walking Mario into a fucking wall for forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, is it too like, old to give him a control that doesn't work, and you pretend? Because I oh do that. Oh my at the god. Oh my God, that's a mate, right? I'm going to order one today. I'm yeah, going to order another so control pack. There you go, and then you're playing, and then you're going, oh, well done, you're doing well, Robin. Look, you just did that. That is a, do you know, I don't, I, I'm going to try that. frustrated though, because he'll be going, I want him to walk into the wall, and he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but yeah. It's the turning it off though. It's it's going, it's going, right, that's enough Mario now, finished. And he's like, but no, but Mario's still there. Why are we turning it off? And it's just World War Three every time oh, we turn it off. So I played the um, there's a Sonic Olymp that Tokyo Olympic Sonic game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was playing that with my daughter who's four, and it's basically it's really like for kids. So they just have to shake a controller, and it makes their character run. Anyway, Got so you. she beat me on it a couple of times, and I beat her, and it just, she went into full meltdown because she lost. She just she's a terrible, <laughs> terrible loser, and she cannot cope. And I even like whenever she, there's a running race or something, she doesn't win, yeah. and she cheats. So she'll say to a two year old, "Ready, steady," and then run just before go, and has to win. And I, I just I don't know what I'm gonna do out of it because it's awful. It's sort of like you know when you see them documentaries about like athletes at the highest level that. Like a successful, but you she's think, Michael Jordan. Yeah, she's a beautiful person. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you've got, you're going to have to toe the line here, aren't yeah. you, between make her a competitive sporting genius and, you know, make her bearable to be around for other children when this lockdown finishes. Yeah, yeah not an awful nightmare, horror child. But, you know, in 20 years, Rob, she could be starring in Space Jam. She could have six NBA titles. <laughs> Is Robin um, back at school or nursery or, or anything, or is he not? Um, yet? The, the nurseries are going to uh, start letting them back in in, in uh, bubbles. I think bubbles of six. They said. Okay. Um, groups of six and uh, one morning and one afternoon, and I think that's going to happen shortly. I think that's going to happen in the next few weeks or so. I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you, I let Rosie deal with all that. I am my. Yeah, I'm honest. Like I said that to you there, and I realised I was just repeating something I heard her say to someone on the phone. So you've got no idea. <laughs> just things I've heard. Yeah, uh, the Nintendo Switch is where my expertise begin and end <laughs> as a parent. What's he like as a child? Then does he um has he been an easy child as a parent, or do you think you've got a kind of child that's kind of intense? And I think he is possibly. The, the most intense, one of the most intense children. But again, you've met me, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? And Rosie's not quiet either, is she? Rosie's not a quiet, yeah, she's not a shy retiring wallflower either. So it's <laughs> it's like, he's, he is us, he is basically us. I mean, she, Rosie's, a, Rosie's an amazing singer. She's such a good singer. And when I sort of, you know, when we first got together, you'd hear her singing now and then around the house and you'd be like, oh, that's lovely. And people think, oh, does she sing around the house? And you go, yeah, you know, now and then you can hear her just humming out a little melody or whatever, and it's great. But sometimes she will full-on begin to belt out like a show number from another room. And it literally sounds like someone screaming, like when you can't hear it. So he's got that to sort of contend with. He's got my sort of non-stop talking and loudness. And then if me and her are having some kind of heated debate, I don't know if your kids do this, but not an argument, because we don't argue in front of them really. But if we're having like a, you know, oh, well, you said that. I know, well, you said that kind of winding each other up. He just goes, oh, okay, so we're playing who can be the loudest dickhead, are we? And he'll just start screaming and going crazy. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's for attention or just to be a part of it? Sometimes he runs and gets his drum kit. Like, <laughs> just because he's like, oh, it's loud time. Is it loud time? Oh. Is it for boo, 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 boo? craziness? But he's he's a he's a loving, really, really genuinely loving, lovely little boy. And I'm so proud of him for how lush he is. But, you know, like anything, it's like anything with parenting. You know, if I came on this podcast now and I just talked about how much I loved him, you'd be like, well, that's nice. But yeah, fucking that, hell, that, that was wet. That was wet. <laughs> I've always said this. I remember I got a tweet once from someone saying you're just slagging your kid off, and I was like, "Well, I can't just go on about how much I love him because that's that's taken as red. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's given. a given. Of course, I love him. I have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, that's quite telling. <laughs> yeah, maybe cut that bit out. Cut the half to bit out. <laughs> um, do you, do you and Rosie ever disagree about parenting? Is there anything that sort of crops up where you've disagreed on how something should be done, or are you quite on the same <sighs> do you know page? What? I stopped. Um, I stopped sort of trying to fight that battle a long time ago. Um, <laughs> she's genuinely just better than me. I've said it before. Me stand up. She's just a better human being than me. And I know that sounds like I've been institutionalised by her during lockdown. Yeah, and I'm now just her mouthpiece. Um, but she's just really good. She worked in nurseries back in the day as well, and she's just really, really good oh, with kids. Okay. So, like I say, it, it's it's yeah. But you know, sometimes I feel like going. Well, if you're so good, you do it all all the time, twenty four seven. But it doesn't work like that. That's, Can't. that's a bonus, though, isn't it? The nursery skill. So she can call on that at any point yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. having a professional living in your house to help you yeah, 
absolutely, yeah. yeah. For me, because Lou's a teacher, secondary school teacher, Brilliant. anything that comes with education, I just walk out the room. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's literally no point me doing any of this. You're the education person. When it comes to schools, teaching the homework, that is your field. <laughs> Off you go. If they need to speak to someone, I'll sort them out. Or do if they've got to ring someone up or speak to someone in public, I'll do that. You do teaching. <laughs> and you can just tap out. So it must be the same for you with the nursery. Yeah, well, I used to, what I used to do, I just remember this. This used to be our main pet peeve. This used to be the main thing that Rosie always had a go at us for. And quite rightly, really, I used to, if she was telling them off, I would kind of chime in as well, like a hype man. Like, when, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like, it would be like bad cop, bad cop. And I'd like chime in as well. She'd be like, Robin, put that down. Get down off there. I'd be like, get down, put that, do what your mom says. And she's like, I don't need you to chime in and do this. So now I just leave the room. If he's having, if he's being told oh, off, like- I just have to walk away because there's a part of us that I, I'm like, look, I'm helping. And it's like, you're not helping, Chris. You're making it much worse and you're stressing him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Like ganging up, like, yeah, so, yeah like, I could I could be a good parent too. I'll I'll just do what you do. <laughs> and am I right in saying so Robin's lost he lost his front teeth, didn't oh, he? Oh god, yeah. So basically he had one of them, you know the balance bikes where there's no pedals, they just run. Yeah. They're basically running on a bike. Yeah. He had one of them from you know, as old as you allowed one. I think it was two, just before two you allowed them. And he, he had one and he was he, he was amazing on it. But he was amazing at the point of he didn't understand fear. Like he got so good on this, yeah, and he was yeah. just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and it was like everyone used to say, "My God, he's fantastic on that." And <laughs> it's a real bone of contention, right? So there's this place in South Shields called the Amphitheatre. It's a, it's an open air uh, performance space down on the seafront that they do like little festivals there in the summer, and it's got an under uh, like an under walkway bit that's covered over. Now the floor of that is tiled. Right, but there's sort of sand everywhere because it's you know it's it's windy. It's the north, so he's coming down this hill that's paved, and then it goes under the tiled floor bit and turns to the right. Okay, and what did it? He's, he's only little, and I'm running alongside him on this bike, and me heart and me heart in me throat. It's it's terrifying, right? And Rosie's just sitting watching me, and he went down, and I went right. I don't think we should do this again. He went one more. I went right one more. He did three oh. times. Oh. Three's a magic number. I let him do three. I went there we go. That's it. And he started crying. He went, I want to do it again. And Rosie went, let him do it again. And I said the words, no, he nearly fell. It's dangerous. (laughs) And she said, and she said, do it again. Go on, just let him do it again. And we did it again. And on that one, he's got too much sand on his wheel. He slipped and his face hit the deck and both his front teeth, he snapped his two front teeth in half. And it was the worst one of the worst moments in my life, like without a doubt, like he just hit the deck and he lifted his face up and there was just blood all over his face and oh. two bits of his teeth were missing. And Rosie handled it like a champ and I was flapping. Like, <laughs> oh, what do you do? Oh my God, of course you oh are, mate. Rosie. I don't judge oh you. God, Rosie, his teeth, is broke his teeth. Oh God, she was like, calm down, go and get the car. And I ran, like I've never ran to the car park, got the car, literally screeched around the corner, they jumped in the car, we, we drove off. She was like, calm your driving down or we're going to crash on the way to the hospital, you idiot. So we, got, we drove up there to the hospital. We had a look at it. We went to the dentist the day after, they sort of filled them in. But then all these gums were like, they went a bit black and all these gums were really lumpy and stuff. So it was basically oh, getting infected. Oh. And he got them taken out. Wow. It was And does it affect him in any way? Absolutely not. They're just so resilient. And he's is I don't know where he gets it from. I'm a wimp and he is literally the one of the hardest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he's like nails. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> So does Rosie does Rosie refute that story then, and uh, or is it is it a given that she said one more time and you and you stopped all you the years all the years I've known you and you don't believe me? Well, what is no, this? No, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. 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 I'm not
saying it. Did she? Did she? I, I, I'm on your side here. But if we get Rosie on the podcast, will she say it differently, or is Listen, it a given she's in the busy? In the family? She's busy. She can't come on your podcast. <laughs> Do not contact her. Right. <laughs> We're going to bring her out now, like, I'm surprise, surprise. I feel like Keir Starmer. Let me just clarify the point here. <laughs> if we had Rosie on the show, would she say that she said, go again, and you said it's dangerous? Would she uh, agree? She will. Uh, she will agree, but she will then probably put forward the point that I should have just caught him like I did the previous three times. Fair enough. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, I mean, we've had that argument a lot. But what was... <laughs> What was interesting about what happened was, um, what you take, we took him to Newcastle to the RVI hospital to get his um, to get the teeth taken out, right? And it was so strange. I had to kind of drop him at one door, and then he went in with the nurse and sort of put him under anaesthetic and pulled the teeth out. And we had to walk around this kind of one-way corridor. Oh. You kind of dropped him off, and then you walked around the other way, and then he came out at the other end like a conveyor belt, like like dropping your luggage at the airport, <laughs> but like. Really? Did you uh, did you tie something around him so you recognise him when he came out? <laughs> I, I cling filmed him like them people do when on the machines. But he came round, right? And it, honestly, right, we got around. We we're so worried. I think I, I was probably crying. I'm, I'm a disgrace. But I, we were walking around, and he came out, and he was sitting eating both front teeth gone, sitting eating jelly on the nurse's knee, and she was like, "I can't believe it." She was like, "Literally, we'll put a tiny bit of the of the gas." To just to chat. Oh, did they even do the gas? I, I can't remember, but they didn't have to properly put him asleep. They just did it, and it was out, and there's other kids screaming. And he was just sitting there eating, eating a little tub of jelly, just buzzing. And oh. he was honestly, we hadn't realized, but he was a different kid once I got them taken out. He was all good. Well, yeah, my, the same thing happened to my daughter, but not as traumatic as that. She uh, fell over and banged her two front teeth, and they're a bit wobbly. And we took her to the dentist, and they said they'll either firm up or fell, fall out. So they fell out when she was like, so like that's six a ve- ago. sorry, that's a very gung ho attitude. Yeah. I, hate, yeah. I hate it when medical professionals just expect you to be as cool as they are with stuff yeah. like that. Oh, they'll firm up a fallout next. Yeah, no. yeah you're going to live or die. Good luck with it. <laughs> I know, but they did fall out. So she's had, she hasn't had two front teeth for like about six months and she's only four and a half. So it's another like year, it could be another two years mm, yeah. until she has it. And it's so, I forget, but you know, she's going to look completely different when she gets all her teeth back. But yeah. we'll have to have a sweepstake on who's come through first, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best bit is, man, like obviously, you know, the, the, the oldest phrase in the book, when you see a little boy with no teeth, you see people, strangers say, oh, have you been kissing the girls? You've lost your front teeth. And he always properly loudly goes, no, I fell off my bike. And you're like, oh, shh, <laughs> shut up, man. Just, just say yes. Just say the fell out, man. Um, Chris, obviously you've said that you're a bit of a, a flapper and a bit emotional and rosy, you know, it's, it's a bit more level-headed with stuff like that. How, was, how did you find the birth? Were you there for the birth? And was it like, did you, how did you cope? Because I found it very difficult and very stressful when you, you lose all sort of control because there's nothing you can do to help. Yeah, there was that. I mean, it is the most helpless and pathetic you'll feel as a, as a man in, yeah. in the whole world. There's nothing you can do. Um, and uh, I remember at one point during the... So Rosie was really uh, showing really big, right? Robin was a, a huge bump and we went for a scan and they didn't know if it was like sort of water uh, retention and stuff or if he was actually genuinely massive. They did a really weird thing. Again, it was kind of like firm up or fall out. They were like, <laughs> well, he's either eight pound or 11 pound. And I was like... Fuck, you need a new machine. Like, that's... <laughs> that's your thing. Like, that's your parameters. Like, what the hell? So he's either quite big or fucking huge. Like, 
So it, it, she, she didn't want a C-section. They said you can have a C-section. She said she'll try normally. Um, again, as a man, I'll never understand that. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, do you want that out now or do you want to, like, possibly sit for 36 hours in agony? Um, now? <laughs> is now okay? Um, but, you know, anyway, I mean, a C-section, it's a big thing to be fair. It's afterwards, isn't it? You can yeah. barely move in that. But anyway, she, um, I went out halfway through the kind of, the, she was induced and everything. I had to go out and, like, sit in the corridor and have a little cry. Uh, and then she ended up having to have a C-section because he was um, he was ten pound eleven and a half. Oh, wow! Like that's wow. how big he was. Which is I never had a frame of reference for how big kids were ever until I realised telling people that I always get that reaction. People yeah. always just go. Yeah, Whoa. I mean there is a frame of reference, and that's not on the frame <laughs> of reference. <laughs> That's a big old baby. Yeah, but um, she had to get a C-section in the end, and and like the, they were like, "Oh, you're gonna stand this side," and I was like, "No chance. Are you getting me business end? Like, no chance." I had my like forehead on her forehead, up the the kind of hold the gown up like a, uh, you know, when you you're getting changed at the beach and you can't oh, yeah. hold your time. So they kind of hold it up in front <laughs> yeah. of your faces and then yeah, you're doing yeah, whatever yeah. down there and you can hear suction and blooming oh, slurping and all kinds of crap. And uh, they got him out and he was that big. They were genuinely just like pissing themselves, laughing and like shouting of other like midwives and nurses and going, look at look at the size of this one, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going, is it a boy or a girl? Like what? And they were going, oh, oh yeah, it's a boy. But look at the size of him. And it was amazing. <laughs> Were they holding him up like like when they catch a big fish, like getting their photo well, taken? A few of them. They got a crane. <laughs> but it's bad though because it's such a big moment for the, the couple. But in the maternity ward, it's just another one that's popped out, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like Subway where they're making the sandwiches and it's just out and they wrap it up and it's gone <laughs> yeah. the other end. Do you know what I mean? A conveyor belt of get them out. But it was. Uh, I mean, it was still amazing and one of the most. You know, it's one of the one of the maddest emotional roller coasters, And I, I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like for the oh, woman God. going through every emotion that you go through, but then the physical trauma. Oh. I mean, I, I, I don't know how the head's doing. I know, it's unbelievable. Well, Lewis, we're the first one. Lou didn't have any, any pain uh, relief whatsoever. I mean, that's just showing off. <laughs> it's like Rocky. She's only six pound though, the baby. Literally half the size of yours. Uh, but, you know, I still say no pain relief of a six pounder. Absolute machine. Still, Absolute that's machine. just incredible, man. I've, I've said this millions of times. If, if men were in charge of having babies, we wouldn't, there'd, be, there'd be no one. We wouldn't be sitting here now. The first bloke would have went, fuck that. And that would have been it. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do you know what? I found that a very positive experience, Chris. I, I, it seems like you're in a very happy oh, house. Nice, yes. Yeah, we are not genuinely. I know I can take the mic and, you know, I can say it's been a nightmare and blah, blah, blah. But we all, you know, we are, we're all closer as a family because of this. At the end of the day, he's enjoyed seeing his mum and obviously me more because I was supposed to be on tour the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, like the entire time of this, I was supposed to be on tour. I have enjoyed, you know, spending more time with Rosie. Um, don't tell her though, because you know she'll, be, she'll hold it against us. Yeah. <laughs> and we weirdly, we weirdly got a book finished, which I don't think we would have done if I was on tour. My plan was to tour while writing a book with my wife, which would have just been a nightmare. But we finished yeah. it. So you've so, yeah. used your time well. This is. I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. This is exactly what we weren't looking for. You've ruined my day. No. <laughs> I tell you what, though. You two can't get a divorce, though, can you? It's everything. Like the the oh, podcast I... will stop. The book will stop. Dude, the we are locked stop. in. We are locked in. Big style now, bro. like. That's not true. The podcast will double in popularity if they carry it on divorced. What a listen. Oh, that oh yeah. Imagine that. They just split off into two. Team Rosie, team I've Chris. Always, I've, the told her, man. I've told her before, we'll do... Can you remember when Outcast fell out and they did that double album where <laughs> yeah. there was a front on each side? We'll just do that. 
You should you should do a fake splitting up. But if, if ratings dip, Chris, that's a great way to go. Just like a fake, a fake separation for a bit. Um, yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get Rosie yeah. on to uh, make check all your stories out, Chris. Great. Um, yeah, it should be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Amazing. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Thanks so mate. much. That was Chris Ramsey. I genuinely think Chris would be a lovely dad to have. Yeah, he's so energetic and, and chipper, isn't he? Yeah. I, I can't imagine Chris being down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or angry. But like, I, I also, he's, I know, you know, I know Chris pretty well. And when kids do stuff that's a bit naughty, normally it is funny. Yeah. But it's so hard not to laugh when they do something. So I, I think he's a bit like me, where like you sort of, you know, you should be telling them off, but you can't help cracking up. Yeah. So it's so hard to sort of do any discipline. <laughs> that description of the tooth breaking accident sounds. I suppose it's the kind of thing that, like, it's your worst nightmare as a parent in a way, isn't it? Yeah. That moment when you must watch that happen, and then the trip to hospital with the oh. kid. Oh my god, it's awful, isn't it? You just sort of the thought of just like the teeth seeing his poor face with the teeth hanging out and blood everywhere. Oh You're like, oh god. no. It's lucky it happened with his first teeth. That's the. Is that how you felt when your daughter lost her first? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. You can't get too worked up about it. So, but luckily, it was less traumatic for us. So it was more like, oh yeah, they've fallen out. It's a tooth fairy. Yeah, you know, like you would when they're six. So yeah, she's just. What was the phrase that your dentist used? Oh, they'll firm up or fall out. Thank you very much. It sounds like something Alan Sugar would say at the end, like (laughs) in the boardroom. (laughs) Now, time synergy. You lost the task. (laughs) It's time to firm up or fall out. You're fired. It'll be good to speak to Rosie as well, because I've got the feeling Chris has got absolutely no idea what's happening with Robin's nursery. He literally, he, he admitted it, he panicked, he went, I've got no idea, I overheard Rosie say that. So it'd be quite interesting to know. That shows how laid back Chris is, because I was across every news story about nursery opening times, every email we got. Like, there isn't a bit of information I didn't devour in the last two months about nurseries. You treated like... it like transfer rumours. <laughs> Sources all over the place. Sources say, just Googling on like random French websites. I had a, you know, the countdown clock on Sky, I had one of them to the moment they really <laughs> Deadline day. There were just all those people stood outside school. We're joined here at uh, the nursery school where uh, we've seen a few teachers come and go. It's looking likely that there may be a decision on Monday morning. Leaning out my window of my car, talking about whether I'm taking my daughter to nursery. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try and get a kid into nursery in the last minute. We'll see what happens and uh, we'll go from there. Cheers, Harry. Do you know the worst thing? We come back to football again, so I think we should stop the chat. Yeah, um, thank, stop the chat. Thank, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, if you want thank to you very much. get in touch, this is how you get in touch. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Um, thank you for listening. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be back again in a few days. Goodbye. Bye.